Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hey, everyone. You know, in the previous shows, we have been talking a lot about how to become an expert in your field, how to bring your pricing up, how to collect clients, how to bring clients in, the ways in which to build content, know, like, trust, all the things that we've been going over kind of have to do with growing your business. Now, as all of these items and all the things that we've been talking about in past podcasts and the ones that obviously we're going to talk about going forward, they grow your business to the point where you may need to bring on staff members. That is, if you are currently a a one-person show, you may have currently just be renting space. You may have your own area, your own gym, your own building. You may be paying rent. Um, Maybe you have space for the business to grow. Whatever that is, obviously it's your own path that you're going to be taking. But in any case, what we do want to make sure of is that as our business grows, it's one, what we wanted to do. Maybe we want to have a certain amount of clients. We only want to work a certain amount of hours. But we're utilizing the education and knowledge of what we're talking about now to bring in the right clients just so you can level off with the clients that you want that fit your niche, that fit your expertise, then that's perfect. I mean, you will actually be able to weed out those vampire clients that we talk about. Say you only want to have five clients a week, but you're going to charge those five clients several thousand dollars a month. That's possible. And that's all you want to do, which is also cool, but you want to have a life. You want to be able to stay home, you want to play with your kids, maybe you want to go on vacation, whatever you want to do, that is what this podcast is about. We are talking about growing your business in the way that you want. Now, some of you will want to grow your business to the point where you can bring on more practitioners, you can bring on more personal trainers, or maybe you're in the service business where you're building houses, you want to bring on more Um, carpenters, whatever it is, this podcast is talking about the service business in general. And we can talk about or it can be applicable to almost everything that we're talking about, almost every industry. So that's what's good about what we're talking about. It's not just about the health and fitness industry. It is definitely 100% applicable to other industries that are serving clients that have to bring clients in. So we're going to talk a little bit about growing your business and how to grow it steadily, but still have the ability to not take over your life. Like you want to grow your business, but you want to make sure that it doesn't impede on your family. It doesn't impede on your life. It doesn't impede on your, your, I guess, your happiness, if you want to say, because You know, when you have a business, crazy stuff can happen, and it kind of could take over your life if it's out of control, and that's what we've been talking about. We are trying to control our business 
we are trying to control the types of clients that we allow into our business, into our life, so that we call the shots, we say what happens, and obviously sometimes it works 90% of the time. Maybe there's always that 10% that we have issues with. But the main goal is to, if, if we want to slowly grow our business, we are going to, at some point, well, most of us, again, depending on your most of us are going to have to bring on help. Now, when I say help, depending on the industry that you're in, it could be called practitioners, it could be called trainers, that could be called carpenters or plumbers, whatever it is that you want to grow your business, you are going to bring on help. We talked about how to retain that help in previous shows. I think the last one or two shows we talked about it. But what I forgot to mention was how to find good help. And that is one of the most important things that we need to do. Because not only will we be able to retain good help easier, but it will help us not waste our time with what you could even call them vampire uh, workers or team members or whatever you want to call that. Now, we talked earlier about how to retain those team members. So today, let's talk a little bit about the best ways to bring them in and find out pretty quickly if they will fit into how you do things. The first thing that will occur while you're growing your business, this is going to happen organically, is that as you're growing your business, as you are becoming the expert in the field and people start talking about you and sending you clients, sending you work, um, referring to you, And it's going to get around that you're an expert. People are going to want to work with you, okay? I want to make sure I use the correct language here. Um, This isn't the 60s or the 70s. We don't say we have employees or people work for me. Even though that is a true statement, it's just not really good language to use when you're trying to build up a team, when you're trying to build up people that will trust you. So, again, as I would say, go ahead and think about as you start to build your business, you are going to get people that are going to contact you, people that are going to approach you that want to work with you. They're going to ask you how you're doing what you're doing, um, why you're doing what you're doing, how it's working. They're going to say things like, I see your name everywhere. I can't believe how busy you are. How, I can't believe you're working with that potential client or I heard you're working with this superstar or whatever it is. You are going to hear these things. And when people are noticed, when people are at the forefront, when they're experts, other people want to ride your coattails. Other people want to work with you and learn from you. And some people want to get practicing or they want to add to what you're doing, meaning that they may be an expert in this, you're an expert in this, and they want to bolt on with you and say, hey, listen, we could blow this out of the water if we work together on this particular thing. Then that might be a joint venture or partnership. So the first thing you're going to have to very quickly notice 
is if these are the people that you want to be around. Are they, do they suck your energy out? Do all they do is talk about themselves? You know, it all depends on the person. So you are going to get these people that will approach you. And it's kind of cool in a way because whereas you may, if you've been a business owner for a little while, where you had to go out and look for good people to work with you, to be part of your team, now they are going to start showing up at your front door in somehow, in some way. So that's the cool part about that. Um, and it's going to be up to you or, this is another thing that's going to be good, you're going to have somebody else do the first preliminary judgment on them. They're, you know, And I hate to say judgment, but it really is. You know, You are going to know what you're looking for. You're going to try to find somebody who's been working with you for a while. Maybe they know... We know what the business stands for, what you're looking for, um, how things are run. So maybe you're, maybe you, you break it up um, and you have multiple conversations with these potential candidates. And they should be called candidates because you don't want to treat them as they work for you yet because you don't want to give them these hopes beforehand. So you want to let them know, hey, listen, we are speaking with several candidates. Um, you know, once you come in, we'll, we'll talk about it. This is what we do. And you should have some sort of formal document or formal setting when you bring these potential candidates in that might want to work with you. And there are going to be some. It is really great when you know right off the bat whom you might want to work with, not only in your town or maybe they're out of town and they want to collaborate um, remotely, virtually, which is really cool um, because it really gives you the ability to work with almost anyone in the world. But when it's someone who is noticeable, someone who you know the name and you know that they're an expert at what they do, and they reach out to you because they want to work with you, they want to collaborate, or maybe they want to be part of your team, it's really a great feeling because it shows that, you know, hey, I'm doing something right here. You know, you still have a lot of work. We're always going to be learning. We're always going to be improving. But when things are noticeable like that, it's, uh, it's kind of a good feeling. So right now, we're kind of concentrating on local candidates that you may want to work with you. Um, and again, it, it, it can be a virtual type candidate, uh, which is cool. So what people are going to notice is they're going to notice your process. They're going to notice how you do things. They're going to realize that you have a certain way of bringing clients and onboarding them and, um, and setting up the structure, setting up the packages, setting up the fee schedules. You don't mess around. And what you're doing really works. And they will be attracted to that. And now the reason that they're going to be attracted to that is, one, they want to do what you're doing. Okay, there's no doubt. A lot of times, and they can be organized. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are organized, but they just haven't taken the time to set up the systems that are important to run a business. And that is something that's great about the early podcast that we talked about. We went over systems and how important they are for you to run your business. And it's not about you anymore. When you implement a system... That is going to run while you're sleeping, while you're out on vacation, while you're traveling to conferences and workshops, um, while you're out speaking, doing a speaking gig because you asked, you were asked by a local college to come in and talk to the class, whatever. Your systems are there and they are running and they're in place 
and they are answering questions. They're getting people to sign up. They're accepting payments. Your systems are the heart of your business. And people, they're not going to really know that, that, but they're going to know that your business runs smoothly because people are going to be talking about it. I know it sounds far-fetched, but it happens. It's going to happen to you. And as soon as your business is up and running smoothly, it's going to take some time. We went over that already. But it does happen. So I need you to be prepared to bring on those um, potential partners. I don't want to say partners. Potential candidates that you may want to work with you. Now, these are people that... um, So let's go over who you might be looking for. So, so we talked a little bit about joint ventures and partnerships and let's just talk about something. So say your specialty, your niche is back pain for people over 45. And you know, again, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just throwing this out there. So your niche is back pain, people over 45. You are going to get clients that come to you that are going to have pain in their back. They could be younger. They could be 20. They could be 25. They could have pain in their knees. They could have pain in their elbows and their neck. But they're going to hear how good you are at what you do, and they're going to come to you. Now, there's a way to still be the expert in the field, and you could easily say, okay, well, here, let me do an assessment on you. And then when after I do the assessment, let me hand you off to Jim Jones, who really handles all of my all of our here at this facility the neck pain um, cases and him and I will do we'll go over the assessment that I had he'll double check my numbers and uh, and you'll be able to work with Jim the guy is awesome he does neck pain he's great he works with me um, we'll be able to collaborate you'll have you know you'll have some really good information so Now, you are going to be handing clients, high-paying clients, because remember, your system is working. You are attracting high-paying clients, and you're handing them off to your practitioners that want to work with you. Why do they want to work with you? Because they heard that you get great clients. Your systems are organized. People don't miss their their appointments because your system doesn't allow it. They're, they're always happy because you, you are structured and people get better. So all of those things considered, why wouldn't these other practitioners want to work with you, want to work for you, want to work under your education, your knowledge? And they're going to get it to learn from you if possible. Because a lot of times people like yourself that are going to be structured, you're going to have these businesses, you might not realize it. But your knowledge, your education, your experience is really worth something. And that is one of the other cool parts of this. So getting back to the different ways that you'll have people working with you. So as these people come on board, you will vet them out or your associates, your team members will vet them out. Now, you will have some staff, and I don't even like the word staff, but you can call them team members or you can call them staff. You're going to have day-to-day business operational staff. Now, with the staff, at some point when you, as you bring them on, it could be a, um, it could be a, a novice or low-level trainer or practitioner that you brought on, and you're going to allow them to work with you in your facility. Not only are you going to 
maybe hand them some clients to get their practice with, but you're also going to mentor them. And in return, what are they going to do? They're going to work the front desk. They're going to keep the gym clean. Maybe they're going to do your books. Maybe they're going to school for accounting, but they really love the fitness industry and they want to be a personal trainer um, on the side just because they love the fitness industry. Well, there you go. Now you have an accountant, you have a bookkeeper, you're going to train them on the, on the physical fitness side of it, you're going to give them some clients, and everybody's happy. Not only are you going to make money on the clients because your contract with them is going to, just like a joint venture or a partnership, it's going to hand you a percentage, or you're going to take all the money and you're going to pay them a percentage, which I highly recommend if, if they're a lower level clientele, I mean lower level practitioner. So there are several different ways to take advantage of all the great stuff that you are doing, the foundation that you are building, the systems that you're putting in place, because word will get around. It's going to take a little while, guys. This stuff doesn't happen at night. We talked about it. It could be six months. It could be four months. It could get a few people overnight. But it's going to be a little bit of time. So you have to have some patience that when these people, when these practitioners, when these trainers approach you, you have an answer for them. And that's why I'm talking about this now. And I didn't kind of wait for later on in the shows. Um, it's very important for you to have some type of answer for the potential team members or practitioners or um, service personnel, whatever it is that when they approach you <coughs> and ask you if they can work with you, are you looking for help? Are you looking for um, whatever it is that they do, you have a good answer for them. It's just like when somebody asks you, what do you do for a living or what do you do? You have a good answer from our previous shows. Now you're going to want to have a good answer when somebody comes to you and approaches you and they want to be a part of what you do because it's so great. And it's so nice to be able to very quickly answer them because not only is it, easy, is it great for you, but it gives them the ability, again, to realize how organized you are and how much they're going to want to work with you. If you said, um, um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, what, you know, what can you do or what do you do? You know, I'm not sure if I need somebody or I'm not sure uh, if, 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 you know, bringing somebody on is the best thing to do or I've never brought anybody on or you bring up, you, you sound like you just don't know what to do with it or you sound unorganized. They may think twice about it and you might end up losing a very good team member because the other part is this. You should, you should, when you're putting your strategy together, and this is something that, again, give me a call or send an email I can help you with, putting your strategy together of team members, you should have or you should try to have what I call a 60-40 split, okay? You want to have at least 60% of the people working with you or your team members that are seasoned or have some time in the field, whatever field that is, and be able to bring over some clientele. Now, when they bring that clientele over, it's instantly going to be giving you an income, an extra income, another income stream. So for each person that you bring on, if you have this room, um, it's going to give you a potential income stream. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Obviously, you will sign a non-compete document with this potential person before they come over. 
and you will speak with them about the clients that they're bringing over and the clients that you will be handing them. It gets a little shadier, a little tricky to talk about their current clients to the point where they can't take their clients with them if they ever leave because they are give they will give a good argument that they brought their clients with them. And that is possible. They can certainly do that. But what you'll have to do is have a provision in your non-compete document for them to list their current clients. And that would be the clients that they are currently working on and whatever potential clients that may be signing up with them within the next, say, 30 days. After 30 days, any clients they sign up with will be theirs. Or you can even say two weeks. Or you can say any new clients you sign up, it's because of my gym. It's because of your piggybacking off of my experience, my knowledge. Uses because it's very tough to say. And again, it's a very, um, it's a very, um, I don't know, gray area. So it may be to the point where you you may give some leeway. You may give them a week or two, or they may come back to you in a month and say, "Hey, listen, I was working with this client, um, you know, a year ago." And they just came back to me. Is it okay if I keep them as a client? You know, you're going to be making money with them anyway. So as long as they stay with you, so it's not a big deal. And, you know, if they if it's a good practitioner, you know, you don't want to seem like a jerk, you know. But again, make sure you document, document it. Make sure you document everything you possibly can in the packet that you hand the potential practitioner the, the potential plumber, the potential service provider, whatever it is that they will be doing for you, make sure you document everything. Because what I'm going to say here is that non-documentation is what causes most problems within a business and between personnel, team members, practitioners, um, people that are on a retainer, people that... Um, our partner, they're doing partnerships, whatever it is, it has to be written down and you must make time to talk about it. I know it's a, um, it's a touchy subject, but it is so important to get that out of the way because the, non, the, the communications or the uh, confusion is what ruins not only friendships, but it ruins partnerships. It, it ruins joint ventures. It ruins business. So, actually, it's a hard thing to do, but you really want to talk about it and then talk about it again. Push it to the point where it almost gets uncomfortable to keep talking about it. You want everyone to know where you stand, why the you that's written down, why it's happened, give them a story, tell them exactly why... You know, I had a practitioner, I had somebody here who was paying rent, um, and uh, I ended up giving them 50 clients. They said they wouldn't steal them, or, or whatever it is. Just let them know why. Or you can just do it and say, this is good business. This is my way of doing things. This is my policy. You really don't owe them an explanation. The way you get away with, a, not away with, the way that you should really cover yourself if you don't want to explain, you say, this is my policy. Um, through my experience, this is the best way to do it. And you can leave it at that because that is a legitimate answer. You have experience. 
the reason that it was put down in paper like that is through your experience, through a trusted advisor, an attorney, or whatever you want to say, it's down so that it protects everyone. And that is the best way to do it. So um, I would 1 million percent recommend that if you bring people on that are going to pay rent, they're going to partner with you, um, you're going to mentor them, they're going to work under you, they're, meaning they're, they're going to 1099. And again, don't really hire too many people. I would 1099 every one of them. Explain to them what a 1099 is. I know a lot of them. A lot of the people that will come that want to work with you may say, oh, I, yeah, I know what a 1099 is. Again, put it in paper that they realize on the non-compete, on the documentation, on the contract that you have, put in the definition of 1099 or whatever you, you pay me system you are and let them, let them uh, initial it, okay? Because I've had actual internal team members that I've brought on as uh, work for hire, for a project maybe for a month or three months and I tell 99 them and at the end you know they came back to me or they call me a year later or you know just before text hey I never got my W-2 um no you don't get a W-2 for me and they go through the roof and I've had them report me of course I explained it to to um you know the the IRS or the reporting agency or the city or the town about the taxes or whatever it was but you know people think they understand things and it is nothing, not that they're trying to trick you. Um, it could have been explained to them wrong. Uh, it could have been to the point where they just believe that they understand it. And they, they do. What I'm saying is make it almost uncomfortable. Go through every itty bitty part of not only your contract, but of how you do things. You should have several different documents um, about how they dress, their conduct policy, um, I mean, you should go down to what they eat in the facility, what they look like, and it's not um, it's not in a in a way of trying to be um, to the point where you want to control their lives, but you have a specific type of image that your gym maybe is trying to portray, and um, you can use wording as to your body mass must be, you know, must be within this healthy whatever um, to maintain working here, whatever it is, because, again, you want to portray that you do what you say, that you live the life that you're talking about, and you don't want to impact negatively on the business that you're building. So, again, those are kinds of things that you would go over with your attorney. Make sure that in the document uh, is, is all legal for you to say or do. But it is very important that you write down everything. If you bring on any team members in any capacity, in any way, it is so important that communication um, is known throughout. But with that said, it, you must bring on team members to build your business. Now, sometimes um, in anticipation of your business growing, you may bring people on prior. Uh, you may say, "Listen, we're we're going to you know we're we're in the running to be the strength coaching team for a professional football team." And you know that once you do that, it's going to bring on new clients tenfold. You may figure out a way to bring on a few staff or a few new 
new practitioners with that in mind by letting them know, hey, listen, you know, I know you love sports license. I know you love sports, uh, health, sports, um, exercise, and we're going to be working with this professional team. Would you want to come on um, until the contract is signed? You know, prepare, get ready, and then I can give you your back pay, whatever. You know, there's a lot of ways to structure it, but it's very important to do that. So, so I hope this kind of covered, um, you know, the overview of what we've been talking about. It's very important. Your whole policy on bringing people on, bringing help, bringing practitioners, bringing service personnel, the, um, the whole system needs to be laid out. It doesn't have to be perfected. It's going to take some time. But the documentation, the communication, and what they give to you and what you offer should be laid out. It should be initialed. It should be talked about. It should be signed. And uh, we'll go down into more of a nitty-gritty as we progress through the show. So I hope this, again, helped. If you have some questions, please get in touch with us. Next, I wanted to talk about your packages and how you're structuring them. We've gone over uh, some previous shows about packages how to structure them, maybe even how to price them. I'd have to go back and listen. Sometimes I ramble on about packages because they are so important. Pricing the right packages and getting the amount that you require, that you need, is super, super important because a lot of times the package will actually sell itself. And what I mean by that is that if you have a super cheap package, like $500 a month, and then you have a $5,000 package, $5,000 a month, and then you have a $3,000 a month package. Most most of the time, human beings don't want to be perceived as being cheap. And they obviously, to show that they're not cheap, aren't going to spend $5,000. So they usually go to that middle package. So that's why it's so important to drive people to a package that you really want to sell. Now, I can tell you that, you know, um, a $1,000 package is probably much easier to sell, okay? So say you talk to 100 people and you sell that $1,000 package to 50% of those 100 people. Now, that's $50,000, right? Which is really cool. But you're going to have to talk a lot. You're going to have to speak to a lot of people. And it's going to take you a lot of time or take your team members your, a lot of time to sell those 50 packages. Because you're going to talk to, to 100. 50 are going to turn you down. Obviously, we know attrition. It's just normal. Um, or 100 people are going to hit your website. And they're going to fill out the form and they're going to want to sign up. And then they're, you're going to send them the information or however your funnel is. And out of the 50, say you get 50, which would be pretty awesome. I mean, 50% is pretty good. But, you know, I'm just using this as round numbers. So, so now let's go to the other side. And you're going to talk to, and say you talk to 100 people, but your packages was your package was $5,000. Now, obviously you're not going to sell your $5,000 package to 50% of the people. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I mean, if you sold your $5,000 package to 50% of the people, it would be awesome. But what's cool about your your $5,000 package is that you only need 10 people to sign up, okay? Because obviously 10 
times five, $50,000. If we're working on a $50,000 a month um, budget, you want to make, say you want to bring in $50,000 a month in your gym and you're trying to figure out the best way to do that with and limiting your your budget to the point where you know you don't want to have to hire three or four salespeople, and I shouldn't even say, even say salespeople, but customer service personnel, or even your trainers, or whatever it is, or spend a lot of money on social media or AdWords or whatever. However, you're going to bring in, say, those hundred people, you might be able to raise your package costs, say, to five thousand or even say ten thousand dollars. And only have to sell either five or ten people for the month, which is achievable because otherwise you have to bring in a hundred people and try to sell them on a lower package, which obviously can be done, but it takes time. So my recommendation is to try to break that up. I would recommend that you always have a large um, gold package or, or I don't know, called premium package or whatever you want to call it. Something that is super, super expensive. And you're probably going, my God, how am I going to sell a five or $10,000 package to somebody that's coming in for, you know, I don't know, whatever, but back pain or you're a chiropractor, you're, you know, whatever it is, knee, knee pain, or maybe they want to play golf better Whatever it is that you're going, your package is, and you're probably saying, how am I going to do it? Well, it is very achievable to get them to sign up. They are coming to you because you're the expert in the field. You are the guy or girl that they're coming to. So it's not a point, it's not a question about trying to sell them. The question is, is how badly they want to sign up with you and get you to help them because, again, your time is very limited. So all of the information that you're putting out on the Internet, all the things that you're doing are going to drive these high-profile clients to you. Now, these high-profile clients, you should be able to start with a high-profile package, a high package. You're not going to sign every one of them up, but it is so much easier to start high and work your way down than to start low with a $1,000 package and somehow get them to sign up for $5,000 or $10,000. Because again, say they, they're a person that has to stay with you for six months or 10 months and you could sell them a package or sign them up for a package for that $10,000, $5,000 with some kind of deal. So yeah, listen, you're going to need to, we're going to need a year's worth of work for you. Usually it's going to be a thousand dollars a month. If you sign up for the year, I can give you two months free, you know, $10,000. Boom, done. Now you got to remember that if they're hesitant, it's okay. You don't have to sell them. It's, they're the ones that need the help. You do not need the help. They do. So what you need to talk about is not trying to sell them. You're not, if they ask you this, if, if they say something like, well, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to see for my money? I can't believe that I'm going to spend $10,000. You could tell the one thing you're going to get is you're never going to see that $10,000 again. But the cost of not acting should outweigh the return on their investment. So what you need to talk about is really how 
not doing something, not acting or not signing up with you is going to affect their health. It's going to affect their family. It's going to affect their job, their life. They're not going to be able to go play golf in Bali with their friends that they go every year. You know, oh, I have a yearly golf trip that I take with all my college buddies and uh, my back's been bothering me. I'm not going to be able to go to that. It's coming up in four months. Okay, well, you know, you need to start now. And then when you get back from Bali, obviously your back's going to be bothering you. It's going to be all frigged up. So we're going to need to continue with that. So again, you're not selling them. Okay, you're not selling them. You are going to talk about the cost of inaction, what I call COI. Okay, if they ask you about the ROI, return on investment, you turn it around and say, what is the cost of not acting? The cost of inaction, COI. It is very easy for you to do that because you're a professional. You know that you can help them. You know what's wrong with them. You know if they don't do something about it or if they go to the wrong person, okay, because they're cheaper, is it really going to help them? You know it is not. So it's super, super important that when you are bringing a client in, that you believe that you can get them to sign up for a high-profile package, that you do that because it is so important to bring in those high-profile clients along with the standard 1,000, 2,000 clients for the month or two months or whatever it is because, again, we're going for a fit, maybe for a $50,000 a month um, budget or that's your goal and it's very easily achievable and we'll catch you next time on the max storm coaching podcast thank you, you all take care to the max storm business coaching podcast please subscribe to the show on itunes or google play so you don't miss a single episode this podcast is brought to you by maxstormcoaching.com head over to our website or social media pages and download free documents forms business tips and tricks that will help take your client-based business to that next level